Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. It is Monday, August 23rd, and we are on with Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. This is a conversation I wanted to have with you. We've had it actually a couple of times, but I, I, don't, I don't ever tire of it. I think people need to hear these things. Uh, the world is awash in cash, not only dollars, but all currencies, all governments, or at least most governments, all the ones I've looked at have been pumping stimulus in this system, been lowering rates, pumping money into the system. So, uh, I, you know, there's just a lot of cash today. And I think that means something. And um yeah, I see a printer behind you over there. So yeah, you've got suitcases full, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit it's 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 cooling off right now. It was running hot. <laughs> For everybody watching, in case you didn't know, the Fed's given up. They were just issuing everybody their own little machine. So now we're all <laughs> authorized to print. Just scale it up. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> we got too funny. much. We can't even give it away. Yeah. Yeah. So again, right, we started this six months ago when Jamie Dimon declared he had half a trillion dollars on the balance sheet. Uh, it's, it's reared its ugly head a bunch in the reverse repo market with many days above a trillion dollars. Um, I think that much cash in the system means something. So I think we should talk about it uh, because I think it means something while it's building. And then I think it will mean something once it's deployed. Uh, why don't we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we have a liquidity crisis. That's the problem. You know, that's the biggest economic bomb facing us, the black swan that, you know, is going to impact all markets, all assets across the board at some point, once the taper stops, once interest rates rise a little bit, you know, and that reverse repo market implodes. Now the Fed's got some very sophisticated things that they put in place to keep that from happening. But at the end of the day, uh, what, that, what that represents when you see $1 trillion in reverse repo, multiply that times 10, maybe even 30. And that's the actual exposure of that market because that's you know, where there's so much liquidity out there, the banks have nowhere to put it. They've, they've got nothing to do with it. They can't put it in the markets. They can't, you know, use it for risk assets. So they give it back to the Fed and then they, you know, lend out their money based on that, you know, reserve. So they're levering back up 30 to one again, mm. which is where we were before the great financial crisis of 2009. Banks were doing the same thing. Yeah. So again, there's a, I think there's a lot of cash in the system. Again, generally speaking, it's always hard to put categories on this. I think there's a general belief by the powers that be, the people that have cash, that we're in a, uh, the values are stretched. The values are stretched in crypto, the values are stretched in stock, the values are stretched in real estate. And I think there's just a general opinion that people would rather sit on cash uh, than buy at the top. That's, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, I think that's what happened. That's what's out there. Yeah, it is, um, you know, and there's still, there's obviously, you know, value here and there. There's always obviously some things that are undervalued here and there, but mm -hmm. oh, by and large, everything is way overvalued and it's just a matter of time. And we saw that as soon as the Fed mentions, we're going to pull back, what does the market do? It starts to taper, you know, mm -hmm. the market starts to pull back and, you know, everybody starts taking profit. But as soon as the Fed said, oh, wait a minute, the economy's not as good as we think, market goes back up, mm -hmm. you know, it's risk on, everybody's back in again. So, you know, history repeats, you know, this, this cycle has been done over and over and over. The really interesting thing is, is that we now know that the Fed is not going to let it go, but so far. Mm -hmm. So that's true. I don't know that we can ever fully get out of it. I don't know that we can ever fully unwind because we, everybody knows, everybody, even Wall Street is saying, man, we got to stop this madness. Everybody is, is saying it. Even the ones that are talking their books up that, you know, they know this is just a bomb waiting to explode at some point. Um, but the question is, how far do they let it go? And what do they do in response? 
So that we don't know, and we'll just have to wait and see how it all shakes out. Yeah, the, the chessboard gets really complicated. It kind of goes to 3D to 4D chess. Uh, but for me, it's like, okay, uh, you know, the powers that be, you know, the folks our age and above lived through the dot-com crash, lived through the Great re Recession. Now we're like, hey, I've seen this movie before, right? Valuations, at least in the stock market from an earnings per share perspective, are in the top 1% ever, right? So they're like, I'm not playing there. And again, generally speaking, right? They're looking at housing. It's like, man, we're up, we're up here. Uh, cap rates on apartments. It's like, there's, there's no safe place where there's a large margin of safety. So they're like, nope. We'll just build cash. And it's like, Jamie Dimon was right. Jamie Dimon's like, yeah, I'll suffer 5% inflation, whereas cash is worth less because he expects to get a 20% discount. I think Jamie Dimon's showing the way and a lot of other very, very, very rich people are like, yeah, we'll just let cash build. And then we got to also realize who is in the market today like never before. It's the retail investors. I have mm -hmm. read just some scary retail statistics about how many retail investors are fully in, levered up. Not, I mean, we're talking ratios exceeding the dot-com crash, which personally burned me to the tune of six figures. Right, well, retail's in, big one's back, bad. You know, and the most dangerous thing is, so Powell came out the other day and, you know, said to the millennials, hey, you guys are going to live through, you know, the younger generation, you're going to live through two or three more recessions in your lifetime. No, you know, they already know that, you know, they're setting the table for just nightmare you know, scenario for future generations. What's really scary is uh, retirees, you know, people uh, that are 60, 70 year, years old and up, um, they've got nowhere to go with their money. You know, they've got nowhere to put their money where they can get any kind of yield without taking extraordinary risk. So you're seeing a lot of them looking at crypto, looking at stocks, you know, making investments at the top of the market. And, you know, this is where it all implodes. You know, once you get to that point to where everybody's in, because it's just like, well, what else do you do? Right. That's when, that's when it implodes. But again, as long as the Fed keeps propping it up, it's going to keep going unless there's some major event that we just don't even know about or can't even see that's going to force them, you know, force the hand or, you know, um, I mean, but as long as they keep printing and keep interest rates low, I mean, I, where does it end? I don't know how it ends. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know that I've ever asked you this before. And if you don't want to answer, that's totally cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, and I'll answer it by giving you my answer first. I have more cash today than I've ever had because I do believe um, that there's, a, there's going to be an adjustment. And I don't know what it is. It, it might be three months. It might be a year and a half. I've just resided myself being comfortable sitting on it. And if I can find a great deal, I'll... I'll I'll jump on it, right? If I can find value, I'll move. Otherwise, I'm fine. I'm actually taking an asset, Greg, that I own free and clear, getting cheap 30-year debt on it because I expect to be able to use that cash for an asset that is three, four, five X, the interest I'm putting on it. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just curious. Do you have more cash now than maybe ever or, you know, wherever that is? Yeah, probably, you know, and that's partly as I get older, I'm more, you know, I like to keep, more yeah. cash position than anything else, just because, you know, there's zero risk there. And mm -hmm. I'm not, a, I'm not worried about the dollar's value because I know how to offset that, you know, right. with the things that I do. Mm -hmm. So that, that doesn't bother me or affect me, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's all cash and I'm in and out, you know, I've made some moves on crypto lately with the big moves. I mean, mm -hmm. if anybody's following that, I mean, there's been some big moves in the last yeah. month. I mean, a lot of those assets have doubled in the last month. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see a pullback there and then it'll be, you, know, you can do it again. And then, you know, you'll get another pullback. So. Do you, do you have a favorite coin that you watch 
is it Bitcoin or is it one of the smaller ones or altcoins or whatever they call it? Is there one that you like? Oh, I like that one. Well, you know, I don't get into specifics because okay. I don't want to lead anybody anywhere, but obviously Bitcoin leads the market. Ethereum's number two, you know, so I like I like the the, the, the large cap alts, the majors, okay. large cap alts. I don't play with any of the small cap stuff that, that okay. isn't I didn't know. tradable on the public exchange. You know, Coinbase, I kind of stick to the stuff that's traded there just because they're insured. It's a public, mm -hmm. you know, entity and, you know, you should. Yeah should be safer, but you're never safe in crypto because yeah. none of it's guaranteed. Yeah. You know, so those are the things that I watch. The NFT space has been just unbelievable, mm. the stuff that's going on there. But a lot of that's money laundering, <laughs> you know, with what you're seeing there. So um, yeah. I haven't done anything with that, you know, because that, again, that's in a bubble right now. And it's just, um, you know, but where, where the future is, is DeFi, gaming, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. A lot of these other things are just pure speculative junk. Yeah. that's just, you know, not yeah. going to be around. Yeah. Eventually going to rip, eventually a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. So, yeah. yeah, I think again, cash balances are building on purpose. I think people are like Greg and I going, yeah, we'll wait it out. Right. Again, we don't know when it'll happen, but we do expect the fed to kind of take their foot mm -hmm. off the gas and a, a taper, if you will. And also I expect an interest rate rise next year. So again, I will wait for the adjustments. Uh, I know there are certain assets like multifamily commercial that are interest rate sensitive mm -hmm. and uh, I will be there to snap some up once the adjustment happens. So uh, yeah, I like real estate. I always have, always will. And I'll always be in that market, you know, doing different things at different times, um, you know, with moves and, you know, a lot of people are doing the same thing with they'll cash out of crypto and they'll go into real estate. They'll cash out their st stocks and buy real estate. So yeah. You know, that that's always good long term. If you think about the core necessities that people need, you got to have food, you got to have housing, you got to have clothing, you have to have health care. Right now you have to put gas in your car. So, you know, if you own the types of assets that keep the world going around, you can't lose when it comes to the digital economy. You know, what I like about cryptocurrencies and, and stuff is, you know, like Bitcoin to me is digital real estate, it's digital mm. property. Okay. You know, Ethereum is like the Internet. Okay. Mm. So it's, it's the beginning of the internet because there's a lot of applications, you know, that are built on top of Ethereum. So Bitcoin to me is digital property. That's basically what it is. I look at it like I look at real estate, digital gold for some people. To me, I just look at it as property. Mm. A lot of these other things are venture capital, you know, like Cardano, they're getting smart contracts. So that one's just been blasting off lately. And, you know, that's kind of like another play on the internet. It's an Ethereum uh, competitor. Sure. Um, so things like that. So to me, it's a venture capital space. Um, you know, it's digital real estate. Uh, so, you know, that's why I like playing with those types of things. Very, very cool. So yeah, folks, again, raising cash balances are going to take an opportunity. Don't know when it's out there, uh, but it likely will be something that's interest rate sensitive, not not residential housing. Cause again, 30 year debts, 30 year debts. So thank you very much for your time, Greg. How can people find you? Yeah. GregDickerson.com. That's where all my contact info is uh, for my um, YouTube channel, podcast, all that kind of stuff. So GregDickerson.com. Very cool. Thanks, buddy.